Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to episode 70 of Those Muckrakers. I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. Goddamn, 70 episodes. All right. Uh, I'm really excited this week. I wanted to go straight into... Uh, we actually have a listener who is excited to listen to our show uh, who actually just uh, sent me a message going, where's the podcast this week? Um, <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Someone wa- someone who's not Wesley now. Someone looks forward to our podcast. Uh, and uh, so uh, she wrote us She wrote us an email um, that says, uh, hold on, sorry, there was... That, that, that says it's time to mow the lawn with a <laughs> weed whacker. <laughs> it's hard to do a podcast you don't have a studio uh so the first email she sent us was uh how uh, she's one of our five listeners uh and for that we we thank you very much uh isa um she also says for her we give her a big round of applause this is my this is my favorite part she says there should be more quote good whites like yourselves who aren't afraid to call out bs uh and the joke of our administration uh, I do like that I'm one of them good whites. I, I do adore that. That gives me some uh, good woke cred right there. Uh, at any rate, I'm definitely going to wear that as a badge of honor. <laughs> Thank you very much. I still think that we're fucking cavemen and we're about as offensive as you can get and about as far away uh, from woke as you can get, but I do appreciate the compliment. Yes, I, I agree. I'm, I am the unwokenest, but I mean, it, it, it's nice to hear that uh, someone thinks I'm coming along okay. Mm. Now, my favorite part of this email, she says, one thing that does annoy me, if you don't mind a bit of criticism, is that Pat always speaks is that... over Pete. No, 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 no. Let's just, let's move on. We don't need that part of it. Well, Pete tries sometimes <laughs> to interject a point. No, I about... don't think that he does. That's a lie. <laughs> and Pat just keeps interrupting him. I don't think that that is something that actually happens. This is, hi, that is the epitome of hyperbole. Uh, Isa says, take turns and don't interrupt. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to interrupt there. Um, <laughs> see, it's even worse now. You're like, all right, I'm going to throw him off his rhythm. I'm going to interrupt, interrupt, and then silence, and then interrupt again. <laughs> Basically, Pat, our listener loves us, just wants you to shut up and wants more of me. That's all I'm saying. I think that we should uh, move on to another listener now because okay. today is uh, Wesley Bowen's uh, birthday. Oh my God, Wesley! Woo! Today was the day Wesley hatched out of an egg, uh, and then uh, was—I assume. All right, so here's 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 the story of Wesley's birthday. Wesley's planet was dying, right? And so <laughs> Wesley's real parents put him in, uh, put his put the Wesley egg in a pod and sent him to Earth, where he was adopted. Uh, by two somewhat loving uh, uh, rednecks and, and raised in the backwoods. and He's raised by one redneck plus Sasquatch. Plus a Sasquatch. Uh, and so, yeah, today is his uh, is his uh, egg, I guess. Would, would it be the day he hatched out of his egg or the day they found the Wesley egg in the spaceship? Uh, I would call it his hatchiversary. Today is the day that he was hatched on his home planet of uh, Westmania. Gotcha. What Wesselvania? So today was the day that Westerly was hatched, and we hope that he has a wonderful birthday. Uh, may he live long and prosper and be one with the force. I'm trying to do all the things he loves in one like happy birthday wish. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember a Harry Potter spell. Lumen, luminosa, <laughs> long and prosper. Well, I will just say this, uh, Wesley. Happy birthday, and uh, remember to make it so. 
Yeah. Now back to the listener that actually sent us an email, <laughs> Wesley. All right. So this is actually a really good point, and I'm glad that uh, Issa asked this. She says, uh, why do you hate Julian Assange? Uh, he's a weirdo, and not someone I'd ever want to be near, but he did uncover a lot of shit our government and others did without our knowledge. Uh, I always appreciate the call for clarity and visibility in our dealings in and out of the country. Yes, absolutely. I fucking love it when secret documents get leaked. I'm just like, mm, this is delicious. I love exposed government secrets, right? No doubt about right. it. That's fucking awesome. Um, the problem but. comes... When, like you said earlier when we were talking, you release specific pieces of government secrets. Right. So <clears throat> the problem with Julian Assange is that I don't know if he's always, if his website has always been a propaganda front for Russia or it's hard, if he it's, just it's, became it's that over time. I think my own personal, but, my own personal thing is I think that initially he was just basically taking these leaks and, and putting them out there, right? And I think that the Russians were like, oh, you know what would be good? Uh, we take leak, uh, leak piece of it, make make people look like asshole. And then that's right, what so, they did. All right, so the, prob the problem with uh, WikiLeaks is that it only leaks Democrat documents. Yes. It does not leak anything that makes yes. the Republicans look bad. Yes. And they're doing this because they want... Well, here's the thing. Actually, I will step back and say I think he has always been a uh, Russian propaganda website because the Republicans up until recently was also against Russia. So Russia was trying to badly hurt America by undermining our government in any way that they could. But when the Republicans came out as very pro-Russian, they tilted away from leaking uh, documents from both sides and towards only leaking Democrat documents. WikiLeaks exists only to destabilize America, right. to tear down the system of democracy and government control. Here's... And while it can be interesting to see you know, uh, some of the stuff that the government's up to, at the end of the day, he is still making it very difficult for uh, America to because uh, he's, operate. He's, he's interfering with the election because he's releasing only specific targeted information to discredit right. one uh, political party. And here's the quote I have. Here's the evidence for you that I wanted to use just to seal this up. Why he's dangerous. Uh, why he's a piece of shit. Even though I love, um, you know, government secrets. Uh, remember that whole quote where he's just like, when Trump was like, when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab him by the pussy. Right? Remember that? Right. The access Hollywood tape. So that yeah. dropped, right? And an hour after that tape dropped, which everyone was like, this is it for him, WikiLeaks basically neutralized that tape by revealing it had 50,000 of Podesta's emails. And Podesta was, uh, who was he in the Democratic Party? Uh, he was uh, head of the Democratic National so he was, Convention. So basically head of the Democratic National Convention. WikiLeaks has 50,000 of his emails, and then it releases right. only 2,000 of them to damage Clinton's campaign. So here's why that's so bad. You're saying transparency in government. Well, first of all, they didn't do that for both sides. They only did it for the DNC, not right. the RNC. Secondly, they tried to pretend like this was a major, major scandal by you know slowly drip-feeding America his emails. Over the next 30 days, every day, they released another huge dump of his emails right. so that this would stay in the news. They wanted this to stay in the news every single Basically. day going up to the election. And here's, here's, the, here's the clincher. 
there was nothing bad in any of his emails. I've read many of them until I began to realize, oh, this is just uh, a shit show that propagandists are trying to use by taking snippets out of it out of context. Right, right, right. Like, uh, like um, mm. these demo or some Democratic Congress people were saying, oh, I can't wait for the pool party. Be sure to bring the kids. It'll be fun watching them play. And then propagandists were able to say, see, look, the Democrats are pedophiles. Well, yeah, and, and fucking, oh, like... So that's it, all it was. It, yeah, it was basically it just, was business as usual. It was. It was basically nothing any, to it. Anytime something bad happened to Trump, um, you know what I mean? Like in the news today, Trump runs out of Trump Tower naked, going, "Oh God, the blood! I didn't know that children were full of so much blood. What have I done?" WikiLeaks would be like, "And more Hillary Clinton emails today. She says she wanted to go out for lunch, but her emails uh, revealed that Hillary skipped lunch today. Well, what is it, Hillary? Like, yeah." And so they, they did everything they could to run a campaign of misinformation against one side. That's why it's bullshit. That's why I don't like him. Uh, that's why I fuck him. Uh, fuck him so hard. He's done more than probably any, probably more than any single individual to help fuck our election process. Right. And that is, that is where WikiLeaks still sits today. It has been weakened over time because more and more people are catching on to it, right. to the fact that it's uh, a Russian propaganda website. Masquerading is a... Because, I mean, like all good propagandists, they don't come out and say, hey, we're going to release some propaganda. They say, we're yeah. doing this for transparency's sake or for things that seem right. like a good idea to do. Yeah. But then, you know, they're, they're bullshitting you. Yeah, if he had released all, like, if he had just released all the RNC emails, all the DNC emails, like, you know, fucking access to everybody's fucking Twitter account and all that, both sides, I would have been fine with that. But it's targeted, it's targeted misinformation, and that's all it is. Uh, so yeah, fuck right. him. Uh, if that hopefully... Uh, that answers your question on why uh, Julian Assange. We should just have like an employee of the month, right, <laughs> for every episode. But it should just be like, who's the asshole of the month this month? Julian Assange. I think for the time being, Trump would just keep winning maybe, every time. Maybe in a post-Trump world, which you know, fingers crossed, that'll be sooner than later. Oh my God, the variety of episodes we'll start having. That's going to be so nice. <laughs> oh, that's going to be so nice. Um, so are you ready? God, there's going to be a week in which we just sit here and say, so, Pete, in the news this week, not a goddamn thing happened. I guess we should talk about that Malaysian airliner again? We're going to uh, name... Sounds good, Pat. We're going to name those episodes when we don't really have any news. It's going to be Spinning Yarns with Pete and Pat. <laughs> those, uh... Luck rakers? Because, you know, good luck. We, no, come on, man. You do work. better than that. Those yarn makers. Those. Come on. Those yarn Those yarn makers is perfect. We're making yarns. We're spinning yarns and telling tales. Yarn makers. Yeah, okay. That works. That works. I can't think of anything better than that. That's, All right. that's decent. That's good. Speaking of yarns, let's get into a fucking Dear Abby. Oh, it's going to be so funny. We'll be in stitches. I'm sorry. This is an Ask Amy, but same thing. Basically, people writing for internet advice to which they should already know the answer. You know, stitches, yarn, it's... Uh... Yeah, I know. We get. I get your jokes. I just don't laugh at them. That's... Mm -hmm. uh... You ready? Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. I was trying to think of more yarn puns. Go on. Dear Amy, I am the first... I am the youngest first cousin in a very large family. I grew up in a different state, but I visited the family frequently until my father's death in 1986. I intentionally strayed away from my relatives because our views drastically differ. Many of them are high school dropouts with multiple children from many different relationships. 
I'm going to pause right there and go ahead and tell you, I too am a high school dropout, so I don't know, man. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. You are. You know? Um, I've, uh, I've been friends with a lot of high school dropouts now that I think about it. <laughs> Ozzy was a high school dropout. Um, wasn't our entire like core Boken team high school dropouts? Uh, a lot of them. A lot of them. So, uh, I intentionally strayed away from these people. Uh, because their views drastically differ. They're high school dropouts with multiple children from different relationships. They also rely heavily on public assistance as a means of support. I do not condone this, especially when an individual is capable of employment. So basically, they're dropouts, they have a bunch of kids, they're sponging off the system, but they could all work, I guess. So this guy sounds like he is a um, practitioner of listening to Fox News. A little bit, but also like, hold on, I get because I'm going to, it gets worse. My spouse and I are married for 28 years with two grown children. They are both college graduates going on to pursue their master's degrees. Okay. My family is well aware of my own health issues and my mantra about life. They have mocked me for completing a college degree as an adult student with a desire to attend law school in my mid-40s. Four of these relatives okay. are in their 70s with health issues, That's including stage 4 cancer. The, um, what do you call it? Your mid-40s is a good time to start your law degree, honestly. Like, that's, older people tend to make good lawyers, because if you're younger, like, they don't take you serious in the court system. It's well, really, really hard to be a young lawyer. I also think that if you're younger, you're probably more prone to burnout, because as you get older, I, at least most people, as you get older, you learn a better work-life balance, you know? Right. Um, and you don't get, as a kid, as a younger person, you get in these jobs and you don't know how to step back and it'll fucking devour you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, I want to help out because I am the youngest despite my distance and travel and my own personal health issues. Overall, they do not call, write, or even ask how I am doing on an occasion when I've reached out to them. Oh, I'm such a fool. I actually realize this is a woman. Or it could be a man. My husband said to cut ties like before. He sees how upset I have become after talking to them. Overall, is it okay to break ties with the relatives when they are terminally ill? Uh, I don't think this guy has... Or this lady... Guy, lady, I'm not sure. Could be either or. We'll stick to guy. Guy. I don't think this guy has much of a relationship with these fucking people anyway. Sounds like it. There's all these people in my life, and I ain't spoken to them for a long time, but they're doing stuff I don't approve of. Well, they're just strangers you're condemning at this point. Well, my whole thing is, look, I understand, like, the plight a One little bit. One of them made fun of me once. I understand the plight a little bit, because I, I, I was a high school dropout. Uh, you know, I went to college and grad school. I don't identify necessarily with, like, all my family. We hold a lot of different views. Uh... And my family hasn't done this, but other people when I was growing up made fun of me for pursuing education. Uh, I had people tell me, uh, yeah, that degree ain't going to help you none. What you studying? What you reading for, boy? Ain't going to help you none. And I was like, what What the fuck do you mean? What, what do you mean? Like, you don't just acquire knowledge for the pleasure of knowing things? You're just like, if it doesn't have application in the next week, I don't fucking care. That's a weird way to think about life. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could get by like that if you're a swamp person. If it won't catch me, that gator that's been eating my children, and I don't care about it. It might be, but even as a swamp person, it might be good to know, like, don't drink the poo water. It'll make you sick. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I get it. You like, don't tell me how to live my life. I'll drink the poo water if I won't. Big government ain't going to stop me from it, enjoying my it just, poo. It just seems like these are shitty people. And maybe they're jealous of this guy's success. It's just, 
I don't know, man. Like, but the thing my family has never done. What's even... his? What's his question exactly? What sh is he asking? What he should do about this? He's, He's asked... already broken. If they're estranged, there's your answer. Like. Fuck it. They're estranged. Why do you care? He, well, he's asking, is it okay to break ties when they're terminally ill? Because one of them has, like, stage four cancer. He already broke ties. But like, does he want to, like, reestablish ties and break it again? I mean, it's just one of those. I guess he wants to reach out because they're not doing well health-wise. Um, but, like, keeps getting upset. I would have been like, yeah, you know those fancy degrees? I bet your doctor has one. <laughs> Taunt them. Taunt them as they die. Ain't no fancy book learning gonna help you. Yeah, do you know how to operate this breathing machine that you're on? I don't, but I sure hope someone here does with their fancy book learning. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those, like, you should never, like, I just don't, it's hard. Don't dog somebody for their life choices if their life choices aren't di uh, directly, like, impacting you. That being said, we dog people all the time for their life choices, so do as we say, not as we do. But yeah, also, I mean, I was just, I was making fun of uh, Joe Bob over there for... Uh, his gator wrestling. Hey, maybe he wants to gator wrestle. But if they're already dying, why do you feel the need to cut ties? Just just wait them out. If you're seven right. and you have stage four cancer, it won't be long now. Yeah, I mean, uh, all you have to do is just uh, delay making that decision and it'll be made for you. So yeah. there we go. Good time to procrastinate. Yeah, just do what I do with literally anything. Procrastinate. Well, see, the problem worked itself out. Let's go. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's just one of those like, and I've said before, look, your family are the people that surround you with that are your support group that you love and love you. Just because someone's related to you doesn't mean that you have to like, love them, or have contact with them. Yeah, I guess. That sucks. You know what? I'm just going to play his devil's advocate and say, fuck it. No, go go talk to them while they die. Worst thing that'll happen is uh, you can just get fed up and tell them off for all they're worth. They won't have that long to um, to think about it. Things will never be awkward at the next Thanksgiving dinner because, you know, they're not there. Well, to be fair, this guy's husband, I understand why he's, like, cut ties with them. He's probably really tired of seeing how upset the other dude is after he's like, Jesus Christ, fucking just stop talking to him if they make you that upset. Like, I, I get it, but I don't know. I mean, if someone's dying, fuck, just go hold their hand, you know, make their last moments comfortable. And even if their last words are like, I still think your law degree is stupid. Uh, well, whatever, man. You're you're a sissy for all that book learning. <laughs> Your book learning. <laughs> all the book learning in the world won't save me now. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it seems like this person still has some kind of desire to have a connection with him. So fucking don't cut him off. Fucking talk to the fucking assholes. Uh, maybe if um, he keeps coming back to them and it makes him mad all the time, maybe he's addicted to anger. Maybe he gets off on uh, just being furious, and if that's the case, reconnect with them. That way he can be anger, angry so much more often. Well, remember that, like, anger is addicting, and I recently had a kind yeah. of, like, uh, really nice conversation with a relative of mine. I've argued with a lot about politics online. And it Not was the a... one I'm thinking of. I, I don't know which one you're thinking of. Aunt. Yeah, 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 it was my aunt. Um, we actually had a one-on-one -on -one private conversation where we actually uh, kind of came to terms to a lot of our political differences, and it ended with her telling me that uh, she thinks I should run for office. Because <laughs> you were able to sway her slightly? It's like, not so much I swayed her, but I, I let her, I, I kind of just laid it out as just like, um, a lot of people in politics right now are just leeches and they're bleeding us dry, and there are real problems happening that no one really cares about. Uh, yes, there's some serious problems happening. Yeah, 
And so by laying it out, I'm like, I'm just like, you know, right now, most of each party doesn't give a shit about you and me. Like, they don't care. They, and I, I named off all the problems that were happening in the country, and I, was, I brought up immigration and everything. I go, nobody's trying to fix it. Everyone's just using it as a prop to get what they, you know what I mean, to get a little bit richer and, like, to stay in power. No one's actually trying to fix these fucking problems. Yeah, if people did care, then the Democrats would at least be trying to push legislation through that might be able to help them. That way the Republicans would have to face the fact that... Or, uh, or there this, is, is, this is insane, maybe try to peel off some moderate Republicans and some fucking Democrats and find a workable solution to the goddamn government instead of like, my team, fuck you, you know? Right. But I mean, just put it on record that a bill came forward that said, you know, let's uh, relax security at the border. Let's maybe dissolve the fuck out of ICE and prosecute them. Maybe start putting that legislation forward, and then that way it's on record who voted for Here's what, crazy... what everyone wants to do. Here's a crazy idea. How about we go down to the border and set up a fucking express line? Like, and so basically you're just like, you know, boom, uh, asylum court right there at the border. Uh, just like, like, let's just open up a whole bunch of those Walmart self-checkouts, you know? And it's just like, yeah. you're just, you're either getting approved or you're not, and you're going home, and like, bing, bang, boom. Like, let's just fix it. Like, let's let's give people a fuck it. Let's give them an option. Like, stuff, shit like that. Like, no one's no one's yeah, trying like to the, find a workable solution. Like the Apple Express through um, the interstate in Atlanta. Yeah, exactly, if, right? If, if pay a little bit extra, and then you can slide on through much quicker, which is actually kind of how our immigration system works right now, but much quicker is 10 years, slower is like 50. Mm. Even better than that, man. I think we just go down to the uh, border. Uh, you basically find whoever the guy was that like managed the Shoney's. Remember that wonderful restaurant? Yes. And so with Shoney's, it was great. You had a wonderful buffet, or you could order food, and it was quick and efficient, and kids eat free. Like, kids under 12. So we just go down there nice. and we set up a Shoney's buffet for immigration. Basically, like, boom, you're a kid, come on in. You're an adult with a kid, all right, we're going to put you, you're going to go through the line real quick and you're going to get an express line uh, so we can fucking, like, decide if you should be in the country or not. If you don't have any kids, uh, maybe it'll take you a little longer. Uh, that's fine. And, like, just let's just Shoney's it. Let's just get everybody, get everybody a fucking big old plate of sausage and eggs and get it fixed. Speaking of uh, kids under 12, we need to immediately dissolve the fucking baby cage system because we should not separate families as a deterrent. That That is on paper as the reason why they continue to separate families. They want it to be a deterrent. That is fucking monstrous, and that is extraordinarily un-American. It doesn't work because, you know what, The their only other option is to go back to where they came from and fucking die with the gangs and the fucking way that the government's failing them. Yeah, it's like... So you're basically like... All right, so we're going to try to deter you. There's no deterrent that's going to work when the other possibility is fucking death. Yeah. Of course, we're killing their children, too, just more slowly. Well, yeah. Uh, spe so speaking of all this horrendousness, uh, by which I mean speaking of um, you speaking to your aunt, by which I mean someone speaking to someone else that was a Trump supporter and getting through to them, I do have an update on Amash. Hmm. The, the the one Republican congressperson that's called for uh, Trump's impeachment. Did, yeah. did uh, what's his name, did Turtle Man just strangle him in front of the Senate? Just like... <laughs> Have, uh, what do you call it, executioner come out and lop his head off and put it on a spike outside? Yeah. Did that Her head's going on the flagpole. Did that happen? Did that happen to nope. him? Yeah, he went back home recently to go to a town hall meeting yeah. to uh, talk to his constituents about everything. 
And uh, the town hall meeting opened with a, um, a Vietnam veteran who, uh, 30 years ago, he he and six others were in an explosion and one of them didn't make it and this guy's here today you know an injured soldier coming up uh to talk to this guy packed crowd, uh, town hall by the way like uh, several hundred people in it and he's he opens by saying that he would like to uh thank amash for his bravery at calling for trump's impeachment and there was a standing of ovation like people were standing up cheering hollering clapping these are all trump voters and they're all so happy right now to see this guy calling for trump's impeachment you know it's like i said and i'll try to not go on a diatribe here but the reason that trump had support is because and i've talked about this a lot is that you know one of the one of the groups that has been left behind is fucking like poor like white people and i'm not saying that no one else struggles in america i'm not saying that like if you're black in America, like, things are great for you. You get hand... Like, I'm not saying any of that. Like, my point is everyone's getting fucked in America, right? But, right. like, these... There, there are people that are, like... They they, they want they want to feel like they're winning, you know? Like, I like I told somebody the other day, I understand that white privilege exists, but no one gives a shit about white privilege when you're living in Appalachia in dire poverty and fucking watching people around you die of opioid overdoses, Right. Right. To those people, it seems like white privilege doesn't exist because they're like, what the fuck do I have? And so Trump realized that, like, oh, I can just fucking tell these people that they're winners and that, uh, you know, you could be like me. Well, just support me and I'll fight for you. And they want someone to fight for him. That's what people want. I don't think you realize that so much as it happened coincidentally. But yeah, they, 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 they put a whole lot of their own assumptions onto him. And Fox News then said that and spun it as that. And so they started to believe it because Trump's whole... Languages. It's all about winning, folks. Everyone else is a loser. Everyone in America wants at least the same basic things. They want to be happy, healthy, reasonably accommodated, a reasonable wage for reasonable work, and they want to see their family, you know, do well. That's what I think 99.9% .9 of people in the United States want. Um, right. And the United, we've been getting fucked for a long time, and people are just searching for... And people put their fucking trust in the wrong person, clearly. Like, they just want somebody to fight. And I, I, I think that that's a big... I, we talked before, that's a big thing the Democratic Party is fucked up on, is they haven't reached out to these people. Um, you know, like, there's that quote that Obama said that, like, just... Well, he goes, they cling to guns and religion. And I go, you know what, Obama, I understand your point, but motherfucker, these are Americans. Like, we're all fucking Americans, like... You, it's like we can't just be a president of just part of the United States. You know, we got to be everybody's president. Yeah. Which is another crazy thing about Trump is that he is the only president in American history that has never even paid lip service to the other side. Like Bush used to say, you know, now America, I'm still everybody's president. I'm yeah. still doing this for all of you. <laughs> and, you know, you could look at him saying that and be like, you're full of shit. You clearly don't care about most of us. But at the same time, at least he's pretending. It's kind of like and, the idea that identity but, identity. But politics, Trump never does that. He never even pretends like he's everyone's president. It's that other problem where I think, too, that identity politics is, it, it may have started in a good place, but it's being used to further divide us and make us tribal because when we're divided, we're easier to control. You mm -hmm. know? And it's just like, yeah, like, and talking about one group suffering, I feel like doesn't demean another group suffering, you know? Like, Every 
every group in the United States, whether whether you're Muslim, whether you're like a fucking cracker from, you know, like Whistle Dick, Georgia, you know what I mean? Or, you know, like you're 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 a fucking black person from fucking Brooklyn. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Like we're all still getting fucked like yeah. and very by the by the wealthy benefactors yeah. that uh, so many people in Congress are being paid by. Paid by. It's funny the other day uh, when doing some tutoring, uh, one of my teacher, um, the, one of the women I teach with is uh, is Chinese, and we were having this big discussion about like how you know each each ethnic group is fucked. Like you know if you're black in the United States, you're getting fucked. If you're Asian in the United States, like you know you're getting fucked. Like you're you're like in the middle, you're getting fucked by white people and black people. Like everyone hates everybody. And she's like, why can't like you know the the minority groups come together? And I was like, oh, the white people don't want that. The white people in power sure don't want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, why do you think they yeah. shot every community organizer in the 60s that was like, hey, why don't we all get together? And then the fucking establishment was like, nope, shoot him. Yeah, that's that's a thing that we haven't seen in a long time. Because they're all is, fucking uh, dead! Well, I mean, nowadays we still have people that are very influential and talk a lot, but like no one's tried to shoot Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders or anyone. Like, I, you don't see that anymore. Well, I mean, I know that they're not nearly as influential as the people in the 60s, but I'm just yeah. saying... You, you don't see public officials getting shot at anymore. Uh, Which, they, I don't know. Because they got. I, they I mean, got, I assume that's a good thing, but they got rid of anybody <laughs> who's a threat. Speaking of people who's a threat, uh, I got a great little news story about Trump's impeachment for you. Uh, Geraldo Rivera of talk show Roldo. and giant mustache fame uh, threatened to fight Trump impeachment supporters. Yeah, I mean, of course he's a piece of shit. I've known that for a while. <laughs> well, here's the thing about him. He started out in, like, a kind of a good place. Like, he exposed... Uh, he He's one of those people. He used to be a good journalist a million years ago. Yeah, um, but then his brain rotted. <laughs> his fucking brain fell out of his ass. Um, he was the one that exposed uh, the uh, horrendous things we did to, like, special needs and handicapped people in, like, the 70s. Like, there's a documentary to haunt your fucking dreams uh about stony brook where he basically showed up to this uh mental health facility in upstate new york uh and kind of like didn't tell anybody he was coming and just walked in with cameras and it was a fucking nightmare these people weren't getting fed they were like dirty a lot of them didn't oh have... i've seen that oh yeah anyway so gerardo rivera basically yeah it was through, it was awful through basically through his investigative journalism got uh got basically like helped fight for rights for like disabled people uh, and like did and like there's one guy that was in that facility that just had a cerebral palsy. Um, so when you a lot of times you have cerebral palsy, there's nothing wrong with your mental facilities. You can still do anything. Oh uh, no, the first thing is just like it affects your ability, like your mobility and stuff like that, and it it becomes right. a lot harder to learn to speak and write and stuff. He fucking adopted this guy and fucking put him through law school, and now the guy's a fucking lawyer and an advocate for like people with disabilities. So he did a bunch of stuff. Like it's the same reason now when you have a kid and the kid's born with a disability, it's Rod Rivera helped helped with the movement of. You know, oh, let's get this kid services. You know what I mean? Like, let's make sure he's taken care of and he has access to equal education, right? Before Gerardo right. Rivera, they'd be like, you better ship him to the loony farm. Yeah. But, uh, now he's threatening to physically fight anybody who's trying to impeach Trump. And the internet went, dude, you're 60. I mean, 70. <laughs> Fuck off, old man. Yeah, it's... Oof. 
Speaking of uh, people being shot, though, from earlier, oh, uh, there was another mass shooting this week. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like it was 12 people that were shot in Virginia at like a municipal building. Yeah, the uh, Virginia beat shooter uh, killed 11, six injured. He was a, um, a disgruntled employee. He went crazy. But, you know, Pete, we, we got to accept that um, he could just as easily have killed that many people with a bomb, right? Well, they, they, there's I mean, always an Onion article that comes I, out. Every time when this happens, there was an Onion article they wrote years ago where they go, this is a completely unpreventable tragedy, says country, where this tragedy occurs all the time and is completely preventable. Yeah, so, I mean, one of the main arguments you're always hearing is they could have just killed them all with the bomb I'm like yeah sure they could have i'm sure that uh the same guy could have also spur the heated moment ordered bone bomb parts learned how to make a bomb put it all together went out to the desert to test it refined his Did. technique made the final product without getting caught ordering bomb parts and since it is illegal to make bombs and people watch for it and then drove out to where he worked hid the bomb uh, found 11 people in a crowd to get them all around it and then detonated it. Did he, you know, did because... he say why he did it, or was he just like, I was mad about my job? Disgruntled employee, yeah. Look, it, it was a spur of the moment, and because guns are so easy to point and click, he could just kill a fuckload of people. This is going to sound fucked up, but it's sometimes when these horrible tragedies happen, it's a relief when you're like, oh, it was my guy that was mad at the government, or like, oh, it was a disgruntled employee, like... And it's not some like Alex Jones told me to do it. Like I don't, I feel terrible, but I'm like at least this guy was fucking what I call regular crazy, even though it's a horrendous tragedy. Uh, I'm, whenever these mass shootings happen, though, I'm always just happy when they're white because the last thing I need is for Fox News to be like, "It was a Muslim. That's why we got to get rid of them all." Yeah. Or whatever. Well, this might make you feel better. Uh, an article came out recently saying that Trump's unhinged behavior could be due to untreated syphilis. Good. So they, they think that because of all his risky sex capades in the 80s, uh, he might have uh, the stage of syphilis that rots your brain. Now, my problem with this article is that they, they keep coming... How long, how long after that before you die, by the way, asking for a friend? <laughs> oh, God, Ruby, like, did you really threaten the president's life with syphilis? Um, I, I just, I just want to know that he's going to die soon of syphilis eating his brain. Uh, but you go, you go increasingly crazy. It takes years. Um, my problem, with uh, art, my problem with this article is like every month somebody comes out and goes, "Here's a theory on why Trump's crazy," and I go, "Maybe he's an asshole, and you should stop fucking flooding the airwaves with these retarded articles." Yeah, I mean, what, what part of uh, billionaire playboy born in New York doesn't scream understanding the plight of flyover country? Am I right? Yeah, uh, I don't know, though, but, like, fucking syphilis. Uh, <laughs> that would be interesting, but, like, I, I, one of the things I think we should have uh, for future presidents is, besides releasing, like, all your documents, I think that everything that you've ever done, like, should just always automatically become public record, right? All your school right. stuff, all your text messages, all your emails, like, those all just become public, right? I just like that Obama released his uh, transcripts, and he's a straight-A student. Meanwhile, Trump's, like, threatening people with uh, legal actions if they reveal his grades. Obama was a fucking constitutional law scholar. Like, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, of course he's way fucking smarter than this stupid orange bastard. Low IQ, okay. Um, but like... Oh, God, speaking of low IQ individuals, did you hear about the Kim Jong-un summit this week? Uh, I heard that he... <laughs> And this is crazy. I heard that he fucking executed the envoy that was there during the failed Trump North Korea talks. So someone yeah. got someone got killed over that. 
Yeah, and keep in mind that while Kim Jong-un is, like, killing members of his uh, own administration just for uh, just because he thought it could have gone better, that uh, this is someone that our president currently praises and thinks has really good ideas. Well, if you but look Kim, at... Kim Jong... If, if you look at anything the North Koreans do, like, you know, you've seen all those videos where they're marching and stuff, and you go, man, how do they march like that in sync so well? Well, because the ones that couldn't are dead somewhere in a ditch. Yeah, exactly. It's like, essentially kind of how evolution works. Those that can't can't uh, make it die, but they're just sort of making that happen, but for uh, brainwashed uh, well, I was gonna puppets. Say, for shit that doesn't matter. So in, a, in millions of years, you'll have these North Koreans that have just super developed leg muscles for marching, uh, which serve no evolutionary purpose. Right. So, um, but yeah, so this week Trump went back to North Korea again for some reason. And while there, Kim Jong-un started making fun of presidential candidate and likely next president, Joe Biden. Uh-huh. And Trump just agreed with them. Trump just agreed with them and was... Uh, because uh, uh, Kim Jong-un called him a low-IQ individual parroting Trump, and so Trump said the same thing. But his tweet was, Joe Biden is so low-IQ. But while saying that, he misspelled Biden's name. B-I-D-A-N is how he wrote it. Oh, maybe he's talking about someone else named Badan. <laughs> it's, it's just wonderful. It's like whenever you call someone stupid but misspell stupid. So, uh, it's that kind of thing. So, I don't have a segue for this, but I got another really great thing for you. And this, this sure as fuck won't get, ever get passed. But this is a really cool law. Apparently, Michael Bennett and Elizabeth Warren, uh, I guess who were both running for president, uh, want to pass a bill saying that uh, people that were part of the government, like congressmen and like senators, should have a lifetime ban from lobbying after their, their term is over. Sounds great to me. Yeah, and if you don't know what that is, basically what happens is they serve in the Senate or the kind of serve in the government for a while. Then as soon as that's over, they basically get a sweet job working for a company to lobby other senators to like give their companies preferential treatment. And it's a revolving door. Like the the difference between uh, you know senator and business lobbyist is a thin one if it exists at all. And so yeah, I think it'd be great. There's no fucking way they're gonna do that, but you know well, that'd be pretty dope. Uh, oh, in a Contra 2.0 news, um, Trump has used emergency powers uh, again, this time to uh, sidestep Congress and sell weapons to Saudi Arabia. Great. Yeah, that's fantastic, because that's what the Saudis need, is more weapons so they can bomb more Yemenese children, because God knows those those little Yemenese kids, mm, they sure have it coming. Yeah, so, uh, Can't we see. just sell the Saudis shitty weapons that explode and don't work right? I mean, sure. Why can't, not? What are they going to do about it? Yeah, can't we sell them, like, bombs that are secretly packed full of, like, food and, like, aid supplies so, like, it crashes through someone's house and bursts open and it's just, like, food for everyone and and uh, water and medicine and books. Yay! Ah, uh, that would be so nice. Uh, God, no, but right now Trump would probably just send them the art of the deal. Here you go, folks. This is what you need. Well, at least they'd have something to burn to keep themselves warm. (laughs) Speaking of burning stuff, did you hear what the U.S. Department of Energy has recently done? Oh, no. God, what do they do? Oh, man. They have rebranded fossil fuels as molecules of freedom. (laughs) Wonderful. Yep. Oh, I I have a wonderful segue for this when when, uh, you've said everything. Well, they they recently uh, bestowed the honorific... Uh, term on our continent's natural resources, uh, dubbing it freedom gas. Um, God, instead, damn it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fucking uh, just 
Jesus so, Christ. Like So speaking of uh words wordsmithing and uh propaganda and spin like that. Yeah. Um do you remember who uh, Frank Luntz is? I don't, but it's not even spin. It's just fucking... It's dumb. It's like the sequel to Idiocracy. It's got the electrolytes that plants crave. It's got the electrolytes plants crave. Like... But yeah, it's... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just still marveling at how fucking stupid that is. Yeah. So, uh, Frank Luntz... This is just a, a fun story I've heard recently on a different podcast, so I'm just going to repeat it here. Frank Luntz is um, the guy that... Uh, I first was introduced to him in uh, the show Bullshit because he's a spin doctor right. who has worked, to his credit, he's worked very hard for both sides, right. Democrats and Republicans. Like, he is the guy that came up with uh, climate change instead of global warming. Good, yes, thank you. But also, he's the one that came up with Freedom Fries and ah. part of the reason why we got into the Iraq War. Ah, well, I don't think Freedom Fries are really fooling anybody. I don't know. I mean, but that was a big thing for a while. That was, that that was, was something I remember making fun of back in the day. I think we should rename fucking bullets uh, to something with freedom. You know what I mean? I, but he is a he is a statistician, and he is someone that uh, he is someone that's usually like dead on with all of his predictions. Right? Okay, all right. He, on um on election night, he called up Hillary Clinton and told her, you know, you have won. I've seen it all here. You have won 100%. You know, he called up, I think, Joe Biden. He called up a lot of people did to he, tell them, you know, Hillary has Did this. he offer and her then, some freedom fries? <laughs> the, uh, but this is – now, here's where this gets interesting is that um, when he is doing his polling, uh, of everyone – or. Normally, whenever they get their stuff back, about um, 4% uh, leave no comment, right? Like if they say, who are you going to vote for? It'd be Trump or Hillary. And then 4% would not comment. So because of that, they can assign 2% to one side, 2% uh, to the other, and just sort of throw those numbers out and forget about them. Okay. They did that again in this election. All right. However, and he didn't realize this till after the fact and after Hillary had lost – when he was looking back over all the poll numbers, it was no, because he had thrown out all the no comments. A lot of those people had commented, though. Like, a ton of them had. And what they wrote in the uh, the blank was, fuck you. And because so many of them had written, fuck you, you know, he still split it up. He assumed that Hillary and Trump supporters would equally say, fuck you, I'm not going to uh, talk about this. Okay. Turns out that's wrong, because he went ahead head and assigned them 50 50 to the two of them but also it wasn't four percent that didn't comment it was 11 mm, percent right. that, that had never happened before 11 percent of people said fuck you when asked who they're going to vote for right turns out almost all of them if not all of them were trump voters so when he assigned them half and half to trump and hillary that was completely wrong they were all trump people and that's why he, trump was so much further ahead than he had predicted how many of them just came back with just a bunch of russian writing <laughs> Dosvidaniya, comrade. Hey, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, is this fuck you in Russian? That's what it says. That's great. So a while back on, um, this is just a fun story about Frank Luntz. A while back on the episode of Bullshit, uh, while they were filming the interview with him, someone randomly drove by on the road and yelled, Hey, fuck you, Frank! <laughs> and, and they kept that in the episode. And um, Penn at the end of the episode said, So remember, if you ever see Frank Luntz on the street, say, fuck you to Frank. <laughs> now... That had never happened to him before, but he um, he had a chance to actually speak with Penn Jillette years later, yeah. like 10 years later after that episode aired. And he said, Penn, since you made that episode and put it out there, 
not one day of my life has passed, not one day, that at least one person hasn't walked to me, walked up to me and said, hey, fuck you, Frank. <laughs> oh, it's like, a, it's like a gypsy curse. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's, that's Frank... That's Frank Luntz, and that's one of the people that was wrong about the um, 2016 election. Well, if it makes you feel better, and maybe we can make this a thing for me. Uh, the other day I was walking into an apartment building, and the window uh, of the upstairs neighbor was open. Uh, I've never seen this person before in my life, and I'm waiting for the person to open the door. And I just hear, hey, man, G.I. Joe. <laughs> and I was like... Really? Hero, I just, just kind of looked up and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then, like he didn't say anything. He was just staring at me through the window. And I, I, I'm not dressed like a soldier or anything. I don't look like a GI Joe. But so I don't know, man. Maybe uh, the next, like my, the rest of my life, people just see me and go, "Hey, Pete, GI Joe, GIP." So to keep to keep this thing going because we still haven't got the big stuff yet. Uh, we talked about this earlier. Trump had a really great tweet uh, the other day. He said, uh, I had uh, I, I had nothing to do with Russia helping me get elected. Send. And then everyone goes, wait, mm -hmm. Russia? They go, Russia helped you get elected? And then he freaked out because he fucking told the truth for once. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, we know that he, he, even though it seems like he genuinely believes all of his own bullshit, and I'm sure he does talk himself up to it to a large degree, at the same time, he was aware enough that when Robert Mueller was first appointed a special counsel, he uh, was like, oh, God, oh, God, I'm totally fucked. This is the end of my presidency. Uh, so, I mean, he does have the ability to think still. He does have the ability to know the truth. He just tends to ignore it. Well, he so, came yeah, out. He accidentally <laughs> slipped and said, Russia helped me get elected. Mm. Well, then he came out and was like, no, I mean, the, the person who got me elected was me. It was all me, 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 me. Oh, I was going to do a huge build up to that. Oh, sorry. I ruined your build up. Well, uh, I wanted to do a build up. Simply to this. Because they, they went out on a chopper talk, and uh, they were interviewing him, and they were like, well, so what about that uh, that Russia helping you get elected thing? And he's like, no, 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 Russia didn't help me get elected. The Now, he said it just like this. The only person that helped me get elected was... Now, Pete, we're going to do a quiz show here. Did he say, hey, the only person that helped me get elected was Paul Manafort, my campaign manager, who's now doing prison for collusion with Russia? Did he say, B, the American people? C, the American voter? D, those noble American voter war heroes and all the other people that love me and reject demo uh, Democrat principles? Or did he say, E, me? Well, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, I'll take syphilis for 500, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's just, fucking himself. It's insane that he's such a narcissist that he doesn't give a fuck about the voters or all the people that work with him and his staff. None of that matters. It's all he thinks he did it himself. I want to also come out while I'm still thinking about it. Uh, you know, in a long time on this podcast, for at least 70 episodes, we've been going, thank God, thank God for Bob Mueller. He's working for us. He's going to help save the country. And I can yeah. definitively say today... Fuck you, Bob Mueller. I hope that you get a gypsy curse so that everything that you eat for the rest of your life tastes like a fucking mule's fucking taint sweat. You fucking moron. You asshole. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And you, what he did... 
I can see how what he decided to do would be greatly, you know, a great principle to have in normal times. Yes. But currently, we are in extraordinary times. So his this is his. You can't just keep following the rule of law when it doesn't work that way right well, now. It's you not have even, to. It's not even following the rule of law. He it wouldn't have been yeah, illegal. So he comes out and everyone goes, "Oh, Mueller's going to speak." All right, here we go. And he basically was just like, "Everything that I would say is in the report." I will not testify in front of Congress. Uh, if we could have cleared the president, we would have. Uh, but also, he refused to just go. Uh, you know, he refused to go. Look, we couldn't. We did. We weren't able to prove that, or we did, we weren't able to improve. Uh, you know, like give a definitive guilt thing because that's Congress's job. But uh, there was also a lot of evidence pointing to this. Nope. He just circled around it, left it intentionally vague, so the fucking spin doctors can be like, "See, no collusion." And then he's fucking retiring. Yeah. And, yeah, he's shutting down the investigation, HQ, all that's going away. Now, here's the thing. When uh, Kent Starr uh, er, did his um, report on Bill Clinton, he, when he came out to give a similar speech, the very first speech he gave after concluding the investigation included the word guilty 11 times. Right. So, you know, it's definitely not unconstitutional or against their powers to be able to say that they think the president's guilty. He's a lot like Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. If you follow Game of Thrones at all in the very beginning of the series, spoilers if you haven't ever read it, watched it or whatever, the beginning of the series, the king dies. It's very like, oh, who's going to take the throne next? The king asked Ned Stark to kind of be the interim king while his boy was raised. So they're all like, Ned, you need to move quickly. You need to seize the throne. You need to seize uh, the king's kids. Uh, and Ned was just like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do the honorable thing. And then his fucking head got lopped off and we had fucking seven seasons of everybody living in nightmare. Um, so yeah, principles are great, but you also have to think about the implications of what you're doing and what you should have done is, you know, in your fucking heart of hearts, uh, that this man has done some fucking guilty fucking shady shit and you need to come out and say it in plain language. Not like, well, I'm all I can say is that we were not able to declare him not guilty. Well, then just say that fucking, like, the, the evidence of guilt is overwhelming and it is Congress's job to now do whatever with the findings. Yep. The, uh, you, the, evidence of, the evidence of guilt in 11 different cases of obstruction. And I had someone argue with our um, Muckraker's Twitter account this week. Yes! Which I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm actually back on it again, by the way. <laughs> so if any listeners want to, um, you know... Com- uh, follow us at uh, those muckrakers on Twitter. You can do so. It's alive again, and we'll hopefully stay that way. Yeah. I had someone argue with us this week that um, uh, it's like, see, it's just, or uh, what did the guy say? See, now that's a logical fail because how could there be how could there be obstruction if there was no crime? Because and, in you the know, American I've, system, construction itself is a fucking crime. Right. It's like technically, you know. Uh, what's his face? Nixon is not guilty of doing Watergate. He's guilty of, you know, the cover-up for Watergate. Yes. Whenever he started blocking congressional hearings over Watergate, that's what he got uh, impeached and removed on. Well, he, he stepped down before they could remove Plus him, but he's getting other... impeached on blocking Congress, which, by the way, Trump right now is blocking people from testifying before Congress, doing the exact same thing that got right. Nixon removed. Plus all the other little fucking illegal stuff he's done, that like all the shit he's violated as far as like abuse of power and all that, that's all very clear. Um, yeah, just like uh, case in point, whenever he keeps uh, talking about people praying at uh, football games and saying, or not praying, kneeling, right? He makes commentary on that and suggests that they should fire those players. Yeah, he comments that, 
Yeah. That's fucking illegal for a president to do. Illegal. And he did it because that is interfering in private businesses yeah, he, as yeah, the yeah. president. Exactly. Like so there's a there's a whole laundry list of things. And the problem is the fucking narrow scope of the like, well, he didn't actually fly to Russia himself and pick up the document straight from Putin and then come back. Like that Right, they're trying to say that because he didn't personally do all the hacks that he's not guilty and yeah. it's like fuck you, Frank. That, that yeah, that yeah, exactly. That's uh, my new thing is going to be like if you're listening and we ever gain a following, if you ever see Bob Mueller in public, please uh, remember that his middle name is Swan. And for the rest of <laughs> fuck his, you, Swan. Yeah, exactly. For the rest of his fucking life, I just want people to be like fuck you, Swan. Fuck you. Like fuck him. What an asshole. What a fucking self-righteous prick. Thanks a lot, Bob Mueller. When I'm eating my fucking shoes in the desert because climate change has made the planet uninhabitable, I'm sure going to think about you and hope that somewhere under the same sky, you're also eating a pair of fucking shoes. Yeah. So uh, here's the thing. If Hillary Clinton had won, she said that she had plans to immediately begin putting up windmill farms and solar panel farms all over America. We were going to go hard, hard, hard into green energy, which is, by the way, extremely fucking important because I know that China is a cesspool of pollution, but they are way ahead of us yeah. when it comes to preparing for a green future. And America right now has gone in the opposite direction because of Trump hey, basically hey. blowing up windmill farms hey. to massively expand you, freedom gas. Hey, yeah, man, I was going to say, you watch your Mouth. You're talking about freedom gas, okay? And and these colors don't run, buddy, okay? I I care about two things: my fucking dogs and my fucking freedom and my gas, which is my freedom right. gas. Well, you know what the freedom gas did to me this week? <laughs> it's uh this past week uh, here in southeast Georgia, we have had temperatures over a hundred and four degrees for like five days straight. It's just and like, it's not even summer yet. It's like that old song where they're just like everybody at the party, hot, hot, hot. It's getting hot, hot, hot. We're going to die, die, die. It's been so hot that I actually had to Google. It's like, well, okay, how hot kills people? Because I really need to know when to stop going outside. That's just a great way to phrase it. Very Hulk like, how hot kill Hulk? <laughs> so hot, it's just made us all into dumb Hulk. We're like, how hot kill Hulk? Hulk it's, no it's like too, hot. It's too hot to make smart with the thought. Exactly. It's, um, and if anyone's curious, the uh, the range is 105 to 115 begins to kill cells. Yeah! So Let's fucking kill so, those cells. Um, let, now freedom, a, uh, let freedom ring. <laughs> now, a healthy adult could actually theoretically survive a, uh, an afternoon in a Death Valley, which can reach temperatures of 131 degrees. Yeah, but I'm not But uh, you're not, you're not going to come out of it very well. But if you are a healthy adult, then you might be able to survive it. If you are a, a child or elderly, you will die. Or if you're a Pete So that's about the age range we're working at if here. If you're Pete and you're not real Not age range, the Pete <laughs> range. If you're Pete and you're real out of shape, you're probably dead. <laughs> Yeah, though I guarantee you, listeners, that um, if uh, Pete and I live long enough, we're definitely going hiking through Death Valley in the heat of the afternoon at some point because Peter's going to have a crazy idea hey, and he's going to hey, talk hey. me into it with McDonald's. Why go to Death <laughs> Valley when Death Valley can just come to you? <laughs> you know? Yeah, give us give us like five years, listeners. George is going to be Death Valley. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's going to be five years. It sounds like it's going to be like a month. Oh, you're right. Oh, my God. This is 104 now in spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine what happens when it gets to fucking July. You know, the most disappointing thing that ever happened to me in Georgia, and there were so many disappointing things that happened, was one of those summers, I think it was an El Nino summer, before climate change was really going to fuck us, 
Uh, it was just hot, so hot, and I was down at the coast, and I go, ah, it's so hot, I'm gonna jump in the fucking, uh, the river, and I so jumped, hot! and I jumped in the river, and the water was the same temperature as piss. <laughs> you know how disappointing it is to go, the river will save us? Ah, it's like pee, it's just warm everywhere, ah! <laughs> so. the, the, the river is, the stagnant river water is no longer stagnant because it's boiling, so it's moving. Fucking river of piss. The, um, what do you call it? This this place is a testament to man's arrogance. Yeah, it's a fucking monument to man's arrogance of freedom. Oh, that, that was the expression. All right, uh, I think that's, is there any more news? Is that it? I think we've, we've hit it. We're about to run out of time. Um, I'm oh, gonna... sweet mama jama. Sweet. Let's, uh, let's see. Sweet mama jama. Comic Sans news. Oh, there's that too. Um, I had one more dear yeah, Abby, that's the... but, but we don't have to. It's just basically... This basically, Dear Abby, is this guy's like, I'm gay and my best friend is straight, but when he gets drunk, he wants to fuck me. What should I do? Go for it. Go uh, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, well, I, I, I get you. You're worried about taking advantage of him when he's drunk. Here's what you do. Wait till he's sober, then fuck him. All right. So uh, hit him with the socials, Pete. I don't remember our socials. We have a Hotmail account. Or we have a Gmail account. We have a Twitter account. We're actually going to try to start a, uh, an Instagram account at some point. I don't know what they are, though. Pat, will you help me? We, uh, we need to start a TikTok account, because apparently that's what uh, the youth of America is into. We yeah. need to get them onto uh, the muckrakers. But I'm not really into we, the youth of America, so I'd rather avoid that. I'd rather hook them while they're young, just like cigarette companies. I guess that kind of makes sense. If only we had an addictive product to sell them. All right. What is that addictive product we have to sell them, Pete? Uh, are, is it thosemuckrakers at gmail.com? We are at those muckrakers on Twitter, those muckrakers at gmail.com, uh, youtube.com slash thriftington post, and also you can follow me on Twitter at Lantis Armstrong. That's L A N T I S A R M S T R O N G. And remember, guys, tell your friends, go on whatever you listen to podcasts, give us a uh, comment and rate us. It really does help us get more people. Uh, tell your friends, uh, write in uh, emails with your own questions about like, consent or uh should you smother a dying relative uh we've got opinions on everything yep oh yeah if y'all want us to do uh, your own personal dear abbies write us at those muckrakers at gmail.com give us your stories and we will read them on the air and give you advice that you should follow to the letter even if you think it's a bad idea and until next time fuck you swan <laughs> Uh, I'm first I'm gonna slap you silly and then I'm gonna fuck you sober.